This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, you heard it. If you are one of our early morning listeners, you already know that you can start texting to get your Guns N' Roses tickets. Welcome to the jungle. Going to be giving you a chance to win all morning long this morning. All you have to do is text GNR to 208-336-3700. And the way you spell that is (laughs) G-N-R. Just three letters, GNR. GNR. It's, uh, it, that's as easy as it is. Everybody who texts in, and you only need to text once, um, it doesn't increase your chances uh, of winning texting over and over and over again. Text once. Out of all the people who text in this morning, uh, we will choose one person. We'll get those tickets. Guns N' Roses, uh, part of their uh, nationwide tour, will be at the Ford Idaho Center next month, uh, almost exactly a month away. October 22nd, Ford Idaho Center. You have a chance to get your tickets once again this morning here from Newstalk KBOI, and we are already underway with that. So if you're dying to win, here's your chance to uh, go ahead and do that. Just start texting right now, 208-336-3700. That's all you have to do. Underway for a uh, Thursday morning. It is uh, football eve, by the way. First time this year, we will have a uh, game on Friday night mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in San Diego and uh, kickoff uh, 8.30. I just wonder, you know, I, I've never played college football. All of my high school football games when I played um, were Friday nights. Were, were Friday nights. So it wasn't like on one Saturday afternoon I would play, at, or one Saturday morning, I'd play at 10 a.m. in the morning, and then yeah. next Friday night I would have to play at 7.30. Yeah, in high school, there's not a lot of variety in starting times. I just wonder uh, what it's like for coaches. I know coaches don't necessarily like it, uh, but what it's like for uh, coaches and players to get ri- uh, ready for something like that. Coaches, I think, get annoyed when they don't play on Saturday because it means a shorter week. Yeah. I know right now there is one NFL coach who is super annoyed, um, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, because he's playing tonight. Mm. I think that's right, right? Thursday night Thursday football. Night game, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he thinks it's ridiculous. He thinks it's ridiculous. Wait till later this year when we'll see how well, it is, uh, it is. Seattle feels, it, it, I, how ridiculous it is when they have three games they'll play because they're on a Thursday night. Um, they play on a Saturday, and they don't have a bye. They will play three games in 11 days. Mm. How crazy is that? Who put that schedule together? Three games in 11 days. That's what they said. Because you don't play Thursday and then the next Sunday. Yeah, you no, no, but they'll play, I think, on Sunday. Then they'll play Thursday, and then they'll play the next Sunday. Well, or Saturday. I don't remember. The, they were just complaining that it's three games in anyway. 11 days. Okay. Yeah. So, 
But that is a little. I mean, it, it's it is a little crazy to have a Thursday night game in the NFL because you play three days earlier than the bulk of the team. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't have a if I were a coach, I wouldn't have a problem. It's like, all right, we got a Thursday night game. Give us a bye week before yeah. we have to play that Thursday well, that, night game. That that would be probably a little bit more fair. Yeah, you you would. The, think. the only thing that's fair about it though is the other team doesn't have an advantage either because they also have to play three days early. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 uh, on your Verizon Wasp. We'll get to a few more. As we were talking yesterday, uh, a lot of the uh, end of our show ended up being uh, not just us talking to former Attorney General um, here in the state of Idaho, Jim Jones, uh, but also you got to ask a lot of questions about uh, open primaries, ranked choice voting. Um, he tried to explain in layman's terms ranked choice voting. I, well, he did. I think I understand it a mm-hmm. little bit better. It's still it's still kind of confusing. Uh, the part I don't like about ranked choice voting is the person who actually has the most votes votes on the first go round could end up losing the what, uh, uh, election to maybe the third place. What we kind of got out of, of Jim Jones is that he likes the ranked choice voting and the open primaries because he believes it makes politics more mild, less you know, divisive, more, more yeah. centered, less. Less divisive. Now, people, on the other hand, who are hardcore one side or the other don't like that. They don't want everything to be down the middle. They want to win, and they want the other side to lose. But he thinks, I mean, he, he, you know, he was in politics for 40 or even more years than that, and he believes that in order to get anything done, you pretty much have to go as, as close to down the center as possible. It is interesting in um, a majority, a large majority, not not even just a, a little bit, you know, 60-50, a large majority of the phone calls and emails we got yesterday. 60-50 would be impossible. <laughs> or 60-40. Right. Uh, a large majority uh, of the phone calls we got, uh, probably closer to over 90%, mm-hmm. um, were against open primaries and ranked choice well, you, voting. You, you kind of have to be in favor of the way government is going right now. You know, you have to say, okay, government shouldn't have any any big changes and everything should just be uh you know negotiated and everybody should get a little bit of what they want and probably not everything they want but there are so many people in just the last 20 years who have decided that the only way to do government is that your side has to get everything they want and the other side has to lose period yeah uh we got an email right i mean like within a half hour after the show ended probably within 45 minutes after we talked to Jim Jones yesterday, says, Good morning, gentlemen. We were alerted by numerous constituents that you and Mr. Jim Jones uh, had Mr. Jim Jones on your show this morning. Apparently, many people feel he completely misrepresented the ballot initiative that is being circulated at the time. As the Republican Party leadership in our state, we would like to request that our position and opposition to this initiative be given equal time. We therefore are inquiring when you will allow our state chairman, Dorothy Moon, Time on your show to discuss the inherent problems of the initiative, contrary to what many antiquated uh, prior to elected leaders have said, or prior elected leaders have said, this initiative is bad for Idaho, and our chairman would like an opportunity to respond to all the incorrect information mm-hmm. being shared. Thank you so much for your time to read my email. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And I got about half miffed when I read that, because it said, when will you allow her to be on? And I thought to myself, I suppose when she requests to be on, because she hasn't yet, mm-hmm. and you're acting like we don't want to have her on, even though she hasn't requested. And you know, we wrote, you wrote, 
I wrote, right. I wrote back, well, and I, you, I you wrote back because after I said what I was going to say, you decided you should write <laughs> instead of me. I I, I wrote back uh, first of all to point out there is no such thing as equal time anymore. That right. for television and radio stations that it, that used to be a rule, it isn't anymore. The yeah. FCC no longer cares about that. So your, uh, your said, opinion is your opinion, yeah. and that's it. So I said, first of all, there's no equal time. We don't have to give you know equal right. time on this particular thing. With that However, being said, I said. Dorothy Moon has appeared on this station dozens of times, both as a legislator and also as the chairman of the GOP. We have no problem putting her on the air. With Nate, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like she's been on with us before. Yeah. Um, All you have to do is, you know, ask maybe a better way to ask would say hey we heard about your right. you know your conversation with jim jones yesterday but, we were wondering if we would be able to come on and give the other side and, and i would have said sure and, and it's mis- it's a misrepresentation to say that he came on and uh you know gave well and and gave misinformation because he didn't he came in and he told exactly the way it is and then explained why he liked it that way and their side you know believes it's the same way but they don't think it's a good thing uh. So they I mean, have different opinions about the outcome. There's your there's your key word there, opinion. Yeah, that's all it is. He didn't he didn't give you know, he d- yeah he didn't correct facts. He just gave he didn't his say opinion. This, he didn't say this way is right and this way is wrong. He gave his opinion and his opinion that it was that politics are better when they're closer to the middle. So we had uh, originally offered uh, her to come on here today, which mm-hmm. would be the next day when it's fresh on everybody's mind. But she's uh, busy. Yeah, she was busy today, so she'll be with us tomorrow. Uh, about 8.35. So we'll mm-hmm. talk to her tomorrow morning, 8.35, and we'll hear why she. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of Republicans uh, who want the open primaries. There's also a lot of Republicans, some in the leadership, who don't want to see open primaries. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be on to give those opinions and the opposite view coming up here tomorrow morning. You'll be able to also ask her questions, just like we allowed you to do with Jim Jones. However, just because we interview somebody and they give a certain opinion about a subject, doesn't mean that we've decided that's the way to go. It's just part of you know putting information out there. Yeah, it, it, you make your own decisions. Uh, we, we give you the information, then you can decide. Because uh, <laughs> we got accused of giving propaganda just by allowing Jim Jones to be on the air. Uh, I would say, what are you scared of? Let's get a check on sports. Uh, First check this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. A wonderful place every day. Seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Some of the best food you're going to find anywhere, and lots of it at Pork Belly in CUNA. In English Premier League soccer, or as they call it, association football, there are different tiers, and at the end of the season, the teams finishing at the bottom of the standings in each tier are demoted, while the teams that finish at the top are promoted to the next highest tier. That system for a three-tiered 24-team Western College Football FBS conference has been proposed to the NCAA by Boise State Associate Athletic Director Michael Walsh to deal with the recent rapid conference realignment. It's one of several possible plans, and if adopted, would include the two remaining Pac-12 teams, Washington State and Oregon State, the Mountain West Conference, and other Western regional teams that are currently in the American Conference, Conference USA, and the WAC, which is all basketball now. Now, right now, the group of five conferences are considering a variety of suggestions for the 2024 season when the FBS playoffs will expand to include 12 teams, the six highest-ranked conference champions, and six other at-large teams. Earlier this week, Boise State's Brianna Mitchell was named the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week in volleyball. Now Mitchell has been named 
Overall, the Ford Boise State Student Athlete of the Week. Mitchell is the second volleyball player to earn the honor this season. Paige Barch was named Student Athlete of the Week on August 30th. Others named this fall have been men's cross country, uh, uh, have been from the men's cross country team. Uh, Mitchell averaged 17.3 digs per match last week as the Broncos beat South Dakota State and Montana and lost to Loyola Marymount. Boise State plays host to Colorado State tonight at 7 at Bronco Gym on campus. Also, there was one soccer player named, I meant to say. Uh, That is sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 625 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless spur 43 degrees once again in downtown Boise. You do have some showers as you heard at the weather forecast uh, today. Snow possibly above about 6,500 feet this morning, and um, that that's uh, a lot of the west central and Boise Mountains. So we could see our first uh, snowfall. Also, uh, temperatures in some of the mountain areas like Stanley expected uh, uh, overnight lows this morning to be yeah. in the low 20s. Fall is here, even though it doesn't officially begin until next week. Right. The well, uh, actually doesn't it begin like today or tomorrow? Is it? Maybe it might be this week. Hang on. Yeah, it might be. You might. You might be right. Might be this. Uh, it might be this week sometime. Come to think of it, I think you're right. Um, we do have warmer temperatures that will be on the way. Begin next week. So don't oh, Saturday at two Saturday there Saturday at two fifty a.m. So um, it's still on the way. Yesterday, stock market, by the way, uh, as we left the show yesterday, things were looking fabulous. The Dow was up over 200 points. All three of the indexes were up. We were moving along great. Just waiting for the Fed announcement, which was expected to be that there were not going to be any increases this month in the Fed uh, interest rate. And there weren't. However, we always tell you, don't pay attention to what actually gets done. Pay attention to what's said afterwards. Mm -hmm. And the stock market did not like what the Fed chair had to say afterwards because yesterday, um, uh, by the end of the day, stock market had lost uh, 300 points total, had the 300-point swing. It was down over 100 points, but at the point where they started talking to the Fed chair was up 200 points. I I know this would basically falsify the whole thing, but wouldn't it be nice if the Fed chair just were cheerful once in a while? (laughs) I don't know if the stock market can handle that either. Uh, as of futures right now, so over 100 points down yesterday. Futures are down 211 points right now. Uh, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here in about 45 minutes. We'll find out exactly what the Fed chair had to say yesterday after he announced that there would be no increases in the Fed rate that the stock market didn't like so much. So that'll be coming up here in about 45 minutes. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to take part in the show. Remember, you can always email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.34, it is uh, Thursday morning. That means tomorrow morning we've got uh, KBOI Sweet Deal coming your way. As a matter of fact, we have two sweet deals coming your way tomorrow morning. One of them is a first-time chance at a sweet deal. $50 gift certificates for only $25 to Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Yes, they have smoothies, but more importantly, (laughs) you can also get breakfast and lunch. They uh, especially say try their peanut butter banana crunch flatbread for breakfast. Yeah. 
It sounds awesome. I've had it. It's really good. All-American wrap, Southwest wrap. Those are different breakfasts to start your day. They have lunch and dinner, selection of wraps, sandwiches, flatbreads, salads, and a whole lot more. Once again, that'll be coming up tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. In addition to that, a second sweet deal also available, half-price deal from Idaho Enhanced Academy for concealed carry classes or anything you want to use it towards. It's a $125 value, yours for only $62.50, coming up tomorrow morning. So once again, those two sweet deals are yours, and you can take advantage of them at 9 o'clock sharp. Just get in a few minutes before, make sure you're registered, set and ready to go. Hit refresh at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning to take advantage of both of those deals at KBOI.com. And uh, there are also dozens and dozens of deals available right now that you don't have to wait for. Things like uh, X-Golf, travel deals to Cabo San Lucas, Vegas, uh, and more destinations. Uh, You might want to wait on Vegas for just a little while, still dealing with that uh, apparently, it was a ransomware attack. Remember, uh, we had told you that uh, MGM, I think mm-hmm. there were like three different casino operations that were basically shut down. Um, for instance, you... Yeah, they couldn't take reservations or anything. Couldn't get into your room with right. your with your key card. So if you wanted to get into your room, you had to find a hotel worker who had a master key that could walk you to your room uh, to get into your room. I talked to somebody who was down there uh, the other day. Um, they said the poker rooms were absolutely packed. And I'm going, well, that's interesting. He goes, no, not really, because uh, you couldn't play the one-armed bandits, so those were all off. Yeah, poker's not a machine. <laughs> no. Uh, so people still wanted to gamble, so what did they do? Um, went and played poker uh, instead. So a lot of great poker games apparently went well, on. I mean, there's video poker. That's a machine. But regular poker yeah, is not. Yeah, re- regular poker uh, is not. So they said that was uh, definitely... And, and you get, like I said, they're still you get cleaned still up by real people. Um, I, I I don't know which company it was. They said they, uh, I mean, they paid the ransom almost immediately. Mm-hmm. It was like something like fifteen million dollars in ransom. They paid it. Uh, another one of the resort companies um, has not paid it. Um, and, and you wonder. I, I get it. You you have to deal with these are basically terrorists because they're saying we're not going to release you know your your operation unless you give us this ransom. And the other company did not, um, but they've lo- been losing around $10 million a day by not having use of, yes, of, I, of their I, computers. So, I, I would want to correct that as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, it's like, God, do we just pay these guys off and you know uh, reward them, or do we stand on our principles and not and lose even more money? So anyway, apparently they're still working through it for some of those countries. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 643, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Don't forget, uh, Guns N' Roses. GNR, text it, 208-336-3700. And uh, you've got all morning long. Uh, to do that, and then uh, we'll pick one of the texts at random. I, I, I wanted to talk about uh, this real quickly this morning ahead of sports, and this has to do with sports. The uh, Colorado head coach, Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. wasn't a real big fan. I just thought there's a lot more bravado. I didn't pay attention to him in his previous coaching stop. I know he had, he was very Jackson, successful, Jackson State. Yeah. yeah, and then coming here, it just it just seems like okay, uh, you know, he he's got a lot of ego, he's got a lot of bravado. I'm not sure he's a great coach. 
Um, however, he has had a fantastic start to a season where he was picked to finish last in the Pac-12, and he has started out great. And I paid a little more closer attention to him now than uh, when he was at Jackson State. And, I, and I've got to say, I've come around to think, you know, this guy is an amazing coach. It's funny how winning can do that. And it has nothing to do with winning, by the way, really? in, in my changes. Um, it has to do with how he is coaching and some of the things that I have seen him do with his players on the field. Not his superstar players that play great, but some of the players that have not played great and made mistakes on the field. Yeah. How he treats them, um, specifically in the last game, watching a guy who had just screwed up on the field. He came over and it showed him talking to him. Um, and at the end of the conversation, they both hugged each other. And on the next series of play, that, that guy made an amazing play. And, and you wonder, a lot of coaches would have just run that guy down and said, what are you doing? You just can't make mistakes like that. You're costing us the game. <laughs> and he didn't. And he just had a, a nice, calm conversation with him. And they hugged each other at the end. There's one thing specifically he said yesterday in the press conference. And I'm going to play that a little bit later this morning because I want you to hear this. It has to do with the hit that was put on his player uh, by by Colorado State. By Henry Blackburn from Colorado State. Yeah. Um, And he he made uh, a comment about this in the press conference yesterday. Because Colorado has a superstar wide receiver who also plays defensive back named Travis Hunter. And he lacerated uh, his liver when he was hit by Blackburn. And so Blackburn has been getting death threats. Yeah. Um, I want you to hear his thoughts, because when I heard this, and it's like, okay, this is a good coach. He really is a good coach. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here for you a little bit later this morning. Uh, right now, let's get uh, other sports that are in the news. It's brought to you by Pork Pelly and Cuna. They open up in 15 minutes. Don't forget, uh, you don't want breakfast, but you got to get your coffee fixed. They also have a coffee drive through that you can get in. It opens at 7 a.m. Don't even have to get out of your car. Coffee drinks, hip drinks, drips. Iced coffee, energy drinks, and more at Pork Belly drive Through in CUNA. It will be a year before we hear again from Milwaukee Brewers pitcher J.C. Mejia. On Wednesday, Mejia was suspended for 162 games, which is a full season, wow. by Major League Baseball after testing positive for the drug Stanozolol, uh, for which I had to look up the pronunciation. What, which what is, is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a banned performance-enhancing substance. Uh, this is Mejia's second suspension for violating the MLB drug policy. He was also suspended for 80 games in May of 2022. A third positive test would result in a lifetime ban. Stanozolol is a synthetic steroid derived from testosterone with anabolic properties. And don't ask me any questions because that's the best way I can explain it. Mejia's suspension is retroactive to August 13th when he went on the disabled list with shoulder inflammation. Players do not get paid while on suspension. For Mejia, who has only appeared in 28 Major League games so far in his career, that means a loss of about $340,000. Former Boise State running back Alexander Madison is getting some competition for his starting job with the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings on Wednesday traded two late-round picks in the 2026 draft to the Rams for running back Cam Akers. Akers was part of the Los Angeles team that won Super Bowl 56 over the Cincinnati Bengals. He rushed for 786 yards and seven touchdowns for the Rams last season, but so far this season has carried the ball 
22 times for a total of only 29 yards. That's sports. Your home of the Broncos for 50 years. 670 KBOI. Boise. 93.1 KBOI FM. New Plymouth. News Talk. KBOI. Your home of the Broncos for 50 years. 670 KBOI. Boise. 93.1 KBOI FM. New Plymouth. News Talk. KBOI. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Areas of Ukraine destroyed overnight. A barrage of Russian missile strikes hitting energy targets in several cities. This man describing what the attack sounded like to him. The missile has ripped it away. You can hear how they are still searching through the rubble, making sure that none of the guests were inside at the time. An official saying a missile here was shot down. ABC's Tom Sufi Burridge at a hotel that was destroyed. The violence comes as Ukraine's President Zelensky is in Washington today to meet with lawmakers, President Biden, as well as others. Ukraine's President Zelensky is on Capitol Hill this morning meeting with Democrats and Republicans from the House and Senate. He's there to convince lawmakers to approve the White House request for $24 billion in new U.S. funding for Ukraine. The White House says there is no better advocate for Ukraine and its people than Zelensky, and he'll make the case that this funding is urgently needed. Zelensky at the U.N. General Assembly on Tuesday, saying if Russia is allowed to win its war against Ukraine, no country is safe. Ukraine is doing everything to ensure that after Russian aggression, no one in the world will dare to attack any nation. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Also in Washington, another government shutdown could be just nine days away. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is said to be scrambling to garner enough votes to pass several spending bills as a temporary fix. Meantime, a new government jobless claims report from the Labor Department out this morning. According to the Labor Department, 201,000 initial claims for jobless benefits were filed in the week that just ended. That's 20,000 fewer than the week before. The more stable four-week moving average also fell by more than 7,700. Weekly benefits claims are seen as an indicator of layoff activity across the economy. ABC's Jim Ryan. In Indiana, manhunt continues for a suspected murderer mistakenly released from the Marion County Jail near Indianapolis. 28-year-old Kevin Mason hasn't been seen since last week. You're listening to ABC. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. No, I'm not not quite sure. Uh, Guns N' Roses might be popular. <laughs> We're getting a few uh, entries, aren't we? Yeah, just a couple. Mm. Just a couple people that want free tickets uh, to the uh, concert, which is happening uh, a month from tomorrow at the Ford Idaho Center. Guns N' Roses uh, will be there, and we're giving away free tickets this morning. All morning long. Started uh, with the early morning risers getting a chance to uh, enter in. Uh, as you heard right there, just text... GNR. That's how it's spelled. GNR. Three letters to 208 336 3700. You'll be entered into our drawing out of everybody. Uh, all the texts we receive this morning will pick one at random and they will get a free pair of tickets to Guns N' Roses. And we'll be giving away these tickets uh, for the next month ahead of the concert here on News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, had a couple of sports stories that I wanted to talk to. And I know we have sports uh, coming up. Uh, here with Chris in just a few minutes. Um, these are one of them is a local story, and it's kind of a cool story. Prime Bridge. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I know Twin people Falls. who have lived here for a long time know that it is uh, one of the only places in the entire world where you are allowed to free base jump. Yeah, well, Le- base, legally base jump. Yeah, yeah, um, legally. 
And a lot of people travel from around the world to do it. Last Friday, Jonathan Cox made history by successfully uh, completing consecutive human-powered jumps off the Prine Bridge in Twin Falls over a 24-hour period. Take a guess at how many jumps he made in that 24-hour period. 24. 102 jumps. Okay, so that's more than I thought. Which, by the way, shatters the previous records of 64. Apparently, it doesn't take quite as long to get back up to the bridge as I, as I would <laughs> assume. Um, Cox embarked on his record attempt 7 p.m. last Friday. He said the first 20 jumps went smoothly as he enjoyed soaring the 486 feet down to the river below. He said things changed at around uh, the 30 jump mark. However, as fatigue began to say, set in, take a listen to the story. So I attempted most human-powered base jumps in 24 hours off the Prine Bridge here in Twin Falls, Idaho. You need the legs to jump, of course. (laughs) But the human power of the legs is best tested on the 486-foot climb back to the top after every single jump. Yeah, there you go. Yep, there it is. The record before was 64. My goal was 100. I started at 7 p.m. on Friday. The first 20 jumps or so were kind of easy sailing, just kind of enjoying it. The human body does have limits, and those are tested as the marathon goes on. Jumping, soaring, landing, and climbing. I hit kind of a wall around 30 jumps or so. (laughs) Once I started to hurt, then the the bike ride out to the middle of the bridge and sailing down was kind of the recovery. So I got to rest during that little time. Around 60 jumps or so, I hit another wall. And basically hitting a wall is just really struggling to get up the mountain. The previous record of 60-some jumps was a blip on the radar. Cox was concentrated on the century mark. I didn't really care much about number 65 or whatever. Yeah, I I jumped with a unicycle on that jump. (laughs) I don't know why, I just thought it'd be fun. The rest of it's kind of a blur. I don't remember uh, a lot of what happened. I just remembered that I really wanted it and that I was gonna push my body to the limits. I just want to say thank you for all the support. I couldn't have done it without all my family and friends. It was amazing to see everybody come together. There were multiple people that stayed up 24 hours just like I did. What was the last jump like? (laughs) It was uh, very emotional. Um, um, I had um, lots of family and friends there uh, helping me. Like push through, and um, just that last jump was was awesome because I knew it was over, and I didn't have to keep uh, keep pushing myself. A hundred and two times. Now the the you know the, the way he describes it, it almost makes it sound like it's not completely insane. <laughs> uh, well, get get this um, because he has to climb back up 
the rock face. I mean, there's yeah. not stair steps or anything like that. So this is a human-powered record. Everything he he did there, um, he he had to do. Uh, where he talks about riding the bike um, from the top. Once he's climbed out, he has to ride the bike back out because it gets him there quicker. But it's still human-powered. Um, the uh, amount of climbing that he did was more than climbing Mount Everest in a 24-hour period. Wow. So the the better, total amount better weather so yeah. that's good you know uh, but but still you can understand man you have to be in really good shape to do that yeah the overall record by the way uh two hundred jumps but that was uh, non human powered they uh, would jump down and then had a crane bring them back up to the top of the bridge which would be much easier of that's, course that's that's just cheating <laughs> the other thing I, I wanted to get to uh here just real quickly we had talked about coach prime at colorado and i'm starting to get more and more respect for him um he had a press conference talking about the death threats that the colorado state's um kid was uh getting um Henry Blackburn uh, made and and if you watched it, it it was kind of a cheap shot it, it was a late hit yeah yeah it was it was and he got he got penalty for it um but now he's been getting uh death threats his family has been getting death threats uh they've posted his cell phone number and his parents address on the internet um he addressed it yesterday take a listen to this henry blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game he made a tremendous uh hit on trappers on the sideline you could call it dirty you could call it he was just playing the game of football but whatever it was it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats that that's this is still a young man trying to make it in life a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree uh committed to excellence and go to the nfl he does not deserve a death threat over a game at the end of the day this is a game someone must win someone must lose everybody continues their life the next day very unfortunate I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not, but that kid was just playing the best of his ability, and he made a mistake. So I forgive him. See you. Um, our team forgive him. Um, Travis is he's forgiving him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that. How many opposing coaches, when you've just lost the best, arguably the best player on your team mm-hmm. for three or four weeks because of a lacerated liver on a late hit, would go out and go out of their way to say, I don't know. I would knock hope, it off. I would hope that a lot would do the same, but I suspect that uh, maybe some would not. Yeah. Um, just, I, I have to admit, I, I, I wasn't overly impressed when he took the job. Uh, thought maybe, you know. Um, Ego maybe got a lot more credit than he deserved, but I'm starting. I'm starting to go the other way now. That I'm paying a little closer attention, uh, mainly not because of his record and what he's done, but I've watched how he's treated his players and now how he treats opposing players. Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Flashy often seems to mean shallow, but yeah, it doesn't yeah, have to. Yeah. Let's get another check. There are more sports going on out there this morning. Once again, it's uh, brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna, homemade sausage gravy made every single day, in-house smoked pork belly um, on the uh, smoker for 12, 13 hours is what makes it so delicious. Get in and find out why the food today is so good, so good at Pork Belly in Cuna. In baseball, the Seattle Mariners won Wednesday 6-3 over the Oakland Athletics. Mariners left fielder Dominic Canzone drove in four runs. Seattle is tied with the Rangers 
one half game behind Toronto for the last wild card playoff spot with 10 games remaining in the season. But they are also tied with the Rangers, only one half game behind the Astros for the West Division title. Current American League division leaders are Baltimore, Houston, and Minnesota, and Tampa Bay has clinched at least a wild card spot. In the National League, Atlanta and the Dodgers are already set for the playoffs. Milwaukee is the current Central Division leader, and the two leading teams for wild card spots are the Phillies and Diamondbacks. Philadelphia last night beat Atlanta 6-5, and the Diamondbacks topped the Giants 7-1. In English Premier League soccer, and in a lot of recreational softball leagues, there are different tiers, and at the end of each season, the teams finishing at the bottom of the standings in each tier are demoted, while the teams that finish at the top are promoted to the next highest tier. That system for a three-tiered 24-team Western College Football FBS conference has been proposed to the NCAA by Boise State Associate Athletic Director Michael Walsh to deal with the recent rapid conference realignment. It's one of several possible plans, and if adopted, would include the two remaining Pac-12 teams, Washington State and Oregon State, the Mountain West Conference, and other Western regional teams currently in the American Conference, Conference USA, and the WAC. Right now, the group of five conferences are considering a variety of suggestions for the 2024 season when the FBS playoffs will expand to include 12 teams, the six highest-ranked conference champions, and six other at-large teams. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time to bring some civility uh, back into the political discourse of Idaho. And I'm confident that one of the ways to do that is to pass this initiative. Now, there's nothing more sacred in our system of government than the right to vote. That is uh, former Idaho Governor Butch Otter, Butch Otter talking about the uh, initiative for open primaries and ranked choice uh, voting. We talked with former Attorney General Jim Jones yesterday, um, giving the side from Otter, Jim Jones himself, uh, along with over 100 other uh, Republican lawmakers and former Republican lawmakers who are in favor of this proposal, getting on the initiative and getting on the ballot for next year. Now, keep in mind, it's not just a, an automatic. There still has to be 66,000 confirmed signatures that would get this on the ballot. And they have to, uh, obviously, there's more to that. Uh, what is it, 18 different uh counties here in idaho i've lost track where those come on but that just gets it on the ballot and then once it gets it on the ballot then we as idahoans vote whether or not we want to see open primaries so um there's there's a lot of of vitriol going on right now coming up tomorrow morning head of the gop chairwoman dorothy moon will be with us she is against open primaries and uh, wants to give the other side. So tomorrow morning at about 835, we'll give you a chance to hear that. A large majority of our cause. Now, does it, that doesn't necessarily mean that a large majority of Idahoans want to see um, no open primaries. It just means that a lot of people who were calling in yesterday and uh, writing in, um, not necessarily in mm-hmm. favor of it. Um, this one, an email um, writes in, Jim Jones is 
too old, why were we forced to listen to him or any other rhinos, for that matter, about open primaries? Why are they coming out of the woodwork and telling us we need mediocrity? Only rhinos would support some uh, something inauditable like ranked choice voting. They must really dislike Dorothy Moon to have to dig up all the old politicians. She must be doing something right with her conservative views if Otter, Jones, Little, all the good old boys need to gang up together against her to get her agenda out of the way. What is their agenda? The old uh, explanation, you must be doing something right if nobody likes you. <laughs> Uh, another one, uh, email, I am 60 years old and have lived in Idaho for most of my life and have followed politics since I was young. With all due respect to Mr. Jones, the Democrats today are substantially more liberal and socialist than they were back then. Governors Otter and Little have given us very left-leaning State Board of Education and a president of BSU whose specialty is CRT. I have seen firsthand the books in the public library and at local schools that are objectionable by any standard. I've also talked to teachers and parents that are dealing with CRT being taught in schools, stating that uh, these don't exist is not correct. Uh, Richard wrote in and said, sorry, Mr. Jones, but your claim that the number of Democrats are so small is not correct. As the valley expands, the number of Democrats is also expanding. And in my case, in southeast Boise, all my representatives are Democrats and have been for the last few elections. And I can tell you from experience that they do not care to even talk to anyone that has a different opinion. Kevin Caldwell texted this. Uh, well, that was a new one. I've been an Idahoan since 1976, and the Honorable Mr. Jones referred to me and my views as an invasive weed that has to be uh, has invaded Idaho politics. All these people wonder why many of us have sent them out to pasture. Lauren wrote in, and I think she thought that uh, Jim Jones was Governor Otter, but she said, if I had just logged on to listen to the show this morning, yesterday, without context, I could swear Governor Otter was talking about Trump. As a Republican, that is my one complaint about Trump and his followers. They lack the skills to debate their issues, lack the vocabulary to explain their policies, and lack the intelligence to bring the country together. They immediately fall into the yeah-but argument, start calling names and screaming personal insults. As a party, we need to move on. Once again, GOP Chairwoman Dorothy Moon will be with us tomorrow morning. Give the other side on why she and other Republicans are against ranked choice voting and open primaries. That'll be happening at about 8.30 coming up tomorrow morning. Final check now on sports. Once again, it is brought to you by our good friends, Pork Belly in Cuna. Made from scratch, deliciousness every single day. Not just deliciousness, but lots of it for you, too. Get in and check it out. Uh, find out what everybody's talking about at the Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. Earlier this week, Boise State's Brianna Mitchell was named the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. Now, Mitchell has been named the Ford Boise State Student Athlete of the Week. Mitchell is the second volleyball player to earn the honor this season. Paige Barch was named Student Athlete of the Week on August 30th. Others named this fall have been men's cross-country runner Ned Potter and women's soccer player Carly Cross. Mitchell averaged 17.3 digs per match last week as the Broncos beat South Dakota State and Montana and lost to Loyola Marymount. Boise State plays host to Colorado State tonight at 7 at Bronco Gym on campus. It will be a year before we hear again from Milwaukee Brewers pitcher J.C. Mejia. On Wednesday, Mejia was suspended for 162 games, which is a full year by Major League Baseball, after testing positive for the drug Stanazolol 
which is a banned performance-enhancing substance. This is Mejia's second suspension for violating the MLB drug policy. He was also suspended for 80 games in May of 2022. A third positive test would result in a lifetime ban. Stanozolol is a synthetic steroid derived from testosterone with anabolic properties. Mejia's suspension is retroactive to August 13th when he went on the disabled list with shoulder inflammation. Players do not get paid while on suspension for Mejia, who has only appeared in 28 Major League games so far in his career. That means a loss of about $340,000. That's sports. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 753. If you're like me, uh, you think pork is good. Bacon is good. Pork chops are good. Ham is good. However, if you want one way for me to stop eating pork, if I have to pay this amount, probably done. Grand Champion Ham at the Kentucky State Fair recently sold for a record breaking uh, amount. Care to take a guess how much this ham sold for, Chris? Is this per pound? Uh, no, just the one ham. Just just the one ham by itself. One ham by itself. Uh, 50 bucks. $10 million. Okay, I, I was off by $9,999,050. Bucks. I mean, uh, a full-size no, ham will feed you know, a pretty big family for Christmas. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you're talking, um, you know, half... Probably a half million dollars per slice of ham or something like it better be some really was, good tasting ham. Was the Hope Diamond hidden inside of it? <laughs> uh, by the way, 100% of the money um, from the auction will be going to Kentucky Charities. Kelly and Joe Kraft and the Central Bank made the joint bid, both giving $5 million each for that grand total of $10 million for a ham. It's not even a whole hog. It's just a ham. I don't even know how much a ham normally costs. I don't, you know, do much of the 30, marketing. 40 bucks for one okay. large, you know, ham that, you know, uh, you can get them for cheaper than that, depending on the, the size. But if you're getting, you know, ham for Thanksgiving I, or Easter a, or something like that. buy it pre-sliced in a package under a sign that says lunch meat. That's absolutely crazy. Um, National Toy Hall of Fame has revealed their 12 finalists for its 2023 class once again. Um, my favorite childhood toy did not make it this year. Which is? Illegal fireworks. Uh-huh. They're getting robbed every single year. Finalists this year, baseball cards. Nice. Uh, the board game Battleship. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it. You know Bop it, right? It's a little thing where you hit it. Is that like hitting yeah. the gopher thing? There? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. Uh, choose Your Own Adventure Game Books. Connect oh, yeah. Four. yeah. Um, Mattel's Ken doll, Little Tyke's Cozy Coop, the classic guess, red car with the yellow roof. I, I guess Barbie made it years ago, and now they want to yeah. work on Ken. Huh? Nerf Toys, Slime, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle dolls. Those are uh, the um, nominations it's this disturbing. year. There are a few things in there that weren't on the market till I was over 30, and now they're going into the Hall of Fame. Bingo and Nerf were also nominated last year, but they didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, winners are going to be announced uh, officially on November 9th. The three that did make it in last year, Light Bright. I had that as a kid. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Masters of the Universe and uh, Top, 
you know, the toy that you spin. Oh, yeah, the top, yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're you wondering... Know, you know that sticks, rocks, and boxes are yeah, in there, too. That, right? That's yeah. why I keep going, come on, illegal fireworks. It was a great <laughs> toy when I was a kid. 208-336. You need a better lobby. 3,700 pounds, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Guns and Roses is going to be here a month from tomorrow, the 22nd, Ford Idaho Center. You have a chance to go absolutely free. Uh, we're doing this all morning long. We are giving away tickets to Guns and Roses for a chance to win for our KBOI listeners. Just uh, as you heard right there, text. That's all you have to do. Text just three letters G N R to 208 336 You just have to text once and you'll be entered in the grand prize drawing with everybody who has texted in. Um, and spelled GNR correctly, um, <laughs> you will be in on those tickets for next month's concert. Um, I may have underestimated the popularity of Guns N' Roses. This How many morning. did you think we were going to get? I I thought maybe a few hundred. Mm-hmm. How, um, many, how many do we oh, have? So we've far? blown way past that already. Oh. Yeah, and we still have two hours left to go to uh, text GNR in. So if you want to be in, you're just tuning in. Text GNR 208 336 3700. You have up until 10 o'clock today. Uh, to do so, I wanted to share something. Uh, I think people can get out of this, um, learn something yesterday. And it, it's something I've been talking about for the last couple of months that um, since we had moved into our new house, which, by the way, was a brand new house built two years ago, um, we officially moved in two week, two years ago last Saturday. And In Napa. In, in Napa. And um, the one thing that we just couldn't figure out is why our electricity bill was so much higher mm-hmm. for this house, which is um, high efficiency, it has smart appliances, um, it, it double-pane window. It's just way more efficient than our old home was, plus it's almost a 1,000 square and, feet smaller. And yet you're paying hundreds of dollars yeah. for electricity. Yeah. Um, we have a great great builder, by the way, who built the house, and he said, well, this isn't right. He heard, heard me talking about it on the radio, and he came out, sent his uh, people out to have a check on it and kind of audit it, and they didn't find anything out of the ordinary that's causing that price. Um, so then he went a step further, and he got a hold of Idaho Power and got somebody from Idaho Power to come out yesterday uh, in person to do a check and kind of audit to see if there's anything that they could come up with. Um, they didn't come anything up with anything out of the ordinary. Um, however, I did learn a few things yesterday. Yeah. Uh, for instance, we have a waterfall. Love water feature. We have a waterfall koi pond right in uh, front of our house. I just love it. We had a, a waterfall in our old place. Um, and he's able, he knows how much electric, uh, electricity is used based on the size of like the pump for the waterfall and then can base that on a uh, monthly charge uh, on the what it would cost to run that, what it costs to run that. And found out yesterday that our waterfall, um, the pump is run by the electricity. It's costing us about eighty-five dollars a month. Is that right? Yeah, just just the waterfall. Um, you know, the ones down near Twin Falls actually generate electricity. <laughs> yes. 
Um, we just put in another water feature in the backyard because we, we like the sound of the water splashing. We just mm-hmm. put another one. Now, this pump is smaller. Um, he did his estimation and uh, the math. Um, that one's running us about $55 uh, a month to run. I'm starting to see the problem. There, That right there is about... An extra hundred and forty or so dollars a month. <laughs> the funny part is your water bill probably isn't that high. No, not. Um, so uh, one thing I will be doing in the very, very, very near future, mm-hmm. I will be getting a timer where those water features will be turning off at about uh, eleven o'clock at night until. So they've been running twenty <laughs> twenty four hours? hours a day. Yeah, three hundred sixty five uh-huh. days a year. Now one of them is a new water feature. It just got it in. Uh, about a month ago, but um, yeah, we're going to be getting a timer because it doesn't need to be it, it for that price. It doesn't need to be running twenty four hours a day. The only water feature we have flushes, which uses no electricity. True. Here's the thing that everybody probably has and may not have realized. This is something that I learned yesterday, and it just floored me when I found out. Now we have five televisions in our in our house. We have for one the, in, for the two of you. Yeah, we uh-huh. have one in the living room, and we have one in our master bedroom. Those get used every day. Okay. The uh, other ones we have, we have one in our office, and uh, which also can act as a screen for a computer. You can mirror it to your computer and use that. And then we have uh, the other two bedrooms also have uh, television, and those never get used. Hardly ever get used. Occasionally they get turned on if somebody is staying there, um, but they're they're off all the time. What I didn't realize is how much electricity did you know that a television uses when it's off? When it's just plugged in? When it's just plugged in. How much? A lot. Because it's still on. Even the only thing when you turn your television that goes off is the screen. All the inner workings, the com- it's basically a computer continue to run nonstop 24 hours a day. So it's a continuous interesting 24 hour a day, 365 day a year drain so you've, on your electricity. I would assume already unplugged those TVs. Um, I'm going to get a plug because they're kind of behind. It's kind of a pain to pull everything out and unplug it, but I'm going to get yeah. a switch that I can just hit the on and off because those three TVs that hardly ever get used um, are using about $45 a month. In electricity, even though they're not even on. So you're, you're up to almost about 200 just from the water features in the TV. And now it makes sense because that yeah. we were like the most expensive, our other house, uh, the most expensive bill was 300 bucks. We're, we're like, how is this being over this much money, a smaller house, more high efficiency and everything? And so now it's, it's starting to be explained to us. So I don't know, for some of you guys listening this morning, um, I don't know if you knew, didn't realize like me. If your if your TV is turned off, it's still pulling quite a lot of power because it's still running. The only thing off is the screen, and that's that's all that's all new TVs. Yeah. And he explained it. He goes, "Remember, you're probably old enough to remember when you turned on your TV. You know, thirty, forty years ago, it would take you thirty seconds to a minute for the TV to actually come on." He goes, "That's because the electricity to that television was actually off." And it took that long for it to warm up. Oh, now, just, now that, it's that, that, that was just the tubes. Well, yeah, but but the tubes there was no electricity going to anything. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, I learned a little bit uh, yesterday. If you think your uh, electric bill is a little bit high, that's, you might want to take a look at your television. That's dare, dare, dare I say, almost shocking. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we've got the fifty dollars gift certificate to Quinn's Restaurant and Lounge. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question on the way. We'll get to that after Bronco Sports today.
For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible questions. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Once again, we've got a $50 gift certificate for some free food for you and your family. If you can answer our question, it's at Quinn's Restaurant and Lounge. And Robert's going to get first crack at our question. Robert, within a couple of years, either way, two years either way, what year was the first actual gold medal ever awarded in the Olympic Games? That'd be 1904. That would be 1904. Yes. Uh, The trick part of this question uh, was that prior to 1904, gold was too expensive. So the winner of the event received a silver medal and the runner-up a bronze medal. While there was no medal at all for third place, the last time gold medals were made from actual gold, solid gold, was at the Stockholm Games in 1912. So the only time in our history that actual gold medals were awarded were between 1904 and 1912. So and, three total Olympics. Yeah, then the gold got to be too expensive again, and instead uh, they were silver medals just covered in gold. So it wasn't truly a uh, they were fully gold, gold they medal. Were gold-ish medals. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, well, what about the ancient uh, games? The ancient inaugural olympics uh that began in athens greece winners uh instead given silver medals and an olive branch runners-up received a laurel branch and a copper medal and there were no medals given for third place now we know that there you go there's some info congratulations uh robert hang on the line we've got a 50 dollars gift certificate quinn's restaurant and lounge all yours for you once again we'll give you another chance one final chance uh, coming up here tomorrow morning, if you'd like to get that. This morning, still giving away the Guns N' Roses tickets. By the way, I uh, have had a couple questions. Uh, are we supposed to be texting every time we hear the cue to text? No. You just need to be texting once. doesn't increase your chances. Text once. If you texted at 6 a.m. this morning, which was when that first cue came out, you're good. You're signed up. So, But you have until 10 o'clock. Uh, to get your text in, and all you're doing is texting GNR, just those three initials. Uh, get it in before 10 o'clock, and you'll be entered in on the grand prize drawing. See Guns N' Roses October 22nd at the Ford Idaho Center. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 837. Guns N' Roses, way more powerful and uh, popular than I probably thought they were. <laughs> we're up over 400 texts. That's pretty good. Trying to win those tickets. You can win those tickets. You still have a chance. You just heard that cue. Going to be giving you a chance to win those uh, Guns N' Roses tickets. A month from tomorrow, Ford Idaho Center. Just text GNR to 208-336-3700, and you will have a chance to win. That, by the way, is also the same number as our phone number if you want to get through this morning. Uh, you can uh, call us if you want to take part in the show. Always encourage. You can also call us toll free one eight hundred five two nine five two six four from wherever you're listening. Pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. You can email us Mike at kboi dot com and Chris at kboi dot com. Rico just uh, emailed in and said, "Mike, I had the same uh, electricity problems as you. It turned out that I had squirrels who were plugging into the outdoor outlet at night. Watch your backyard." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nuts. Uh, oh, that's horrible. 
Yeah, you got to watch for those squirrels, uh, you know, because they like to stay up really late at night watching their little tiny TVs. <laughs> Want to talk uh, a little bit? Uh, yesterday morning, as we were on the air, this this was going on. Um, Merrick Garland was testifying in uh, front of the mm-hmm. uh, House yesterday. Uh, I say testifying, um, and you can look at this from both directions. By the way. Um, he testified for over five hours. I, I don't know how someone holds up to the scrutiny uh, of testifying in front of in front of Congress. And in this particular instance, uh, the House committee, um, because it's not really testifying. Um, you basically get attacked for five hours. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say this. It's the same way. So if Republicans are in charge of the House, they get to pick and choose um, who is going to be testifying if the democrats are in charge they get to pick and choose and it happens both ways if the democrats when the democrats were in charge a couple years ago and they called uh someone you know it was the same thing they got attacked instead of actually you know right. y- you and i were coming in on this year yesterday as we were well, watching yes, it yesterday we were watching we, we have monsters here in the in the studio and, and so we uh we watch but we don't you know hear the sound and i can't really see them that well i'm technically legally blind and so i can't read the words on the screen or anything either but i said that just based on the looks on their faces what's going on right now is every time uh, a senator or every time a congressman is called upon the congressman will lay out some facts and then say okay what what uh, you know what do you have to say about that and the first thing merrick garland would say was well first of all none of those facts are true and i don't mean to say that by the way that Every single person that asks question of whoever is, you know, being deposed or no, in the hearing it's every other doesn't guy. ask questions. But there are a lot of times where you sit there and you watch some of these hearings. And I watched some of the highlights yesterday of the hearing um, where the only thing they want to do is they want to get their point across. Mm-hmm. They don't care what the answer is um, from whoever is, is well, testifying. But they just want to make their points. They'd lay out some facts and then they'd ask him, now, are you incompetent or just evil? <laughs> You can be two of those things at once, right? That's true, it's yeah. Not, they're, they're, not, they're not exclusive. Um, this, this is one. Now, he got emotional and choked up twice uh, during the uh, hearing yesterday. Um, one of the times was talking about his fa- uh, family's Jewish ancestry. And then another time, uh, Senator Van Drew was asking uh, Garland if he believes traditional Catholics are violent extremists because of something that happened with the FBI earlier this year. Take a listen. Do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Okay. I have no question. idea what your what the traditional uh, means here. The Catholics, idea, let Catholics me just, that go I to church. Your, may I answer your question? Yes, the idea no. that someone with my family background would discriminate against any religion is so outrageous, Mr. so absurd. Mr. Attorney General, it was your FBI your that did this. It was your FBI that was sending, and we have the memos, we have the emails, we're sending undercover agents into Catholic churches. Both I and the director this of the FBI the, have said the that we were appalled. Have said that we were appalled by that memo. So then you agree that they're not extremists? We were appalled by that memo. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? I think that. Are they extremists or not, Attorney General? Everything in that memo is. Are they extremists or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Catholics are not extremists. No. 
in, in all fairness, he could have easily just said when he got asked the questions, no, I don't think that. Um, this has to do with, by the way, uh, and, and Mary Garland is on the record as saying mm-hmm. that he... You heard right there saying it was disgusting, it it was abhorrent that the memo went out that they were going to send undercover agents into Catholic churches. Um, You know, so he is, he, he, he is against it, but he is in charge of the FBI. How does something like that happen without, you know, the head of the Department of Justice knowing what's going on? You are the leader, right? Yeah, you you should question. know, or, or or is there a breakdown I, I in communication? Say, I will say this: as you go through life, uh, whenever somebody says asks you something and then says it's a simple yes or no question, that's true about one percent of the time. This one was pretty. Cl- I mean, most things require most things have nuances and require right. explanations, right? Um, like this ha- one, like, have you stopped beating your wife? There, there's do there's you a say, perfect example. Do you yes. say yes or no? Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, she didn't like it, as it turns out. This particular question, though, pretty much was a yes or no you know, question. Is like, do you, you think Catholics are extremists? I mean, that's a yes or no. Yes or no, do you think they're extremists? No, I think they're extremists. And no. So, yes and no? Um, the, other, the other question that I have on this uh, is, is, is another instance where he's talking. And, I, and I'm just going to ask the question out what... what Everybody thinks on this because, um, I mean, I have my opinion, but I don't know what is true. Um, this is one of the quotes that he made uh, yesterday. He says, our job is, and, he, and this was being, once again, questioned on the investigation going into Hunter and Joe Biden right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weaponization of the DOG, the accusations that the DOJ has been uh, weaponized. Um, he said, our job is not to do what is politically convenient. Our job is not to take orders from the president, not to take orders from Congress or from anyone else about who or what we criminally investigate. I am not the president's lawyer. I will add, I am not Congress's prosecutor. The Justice Department works for the American people, and we make the decision who and who not to investigate. My question is, when I heard that, I, I thought, okay, who has oversight, though? I mean, if you do something, for instance, sending under, undercover agents into churches, whether it's a Catholic church, a Jewish synagogue, which is, you know, not right, and you've made the decision to do that. Now, granted, he said as the leader of the DOJ, he, is, he was for that, but it did happen, so... Who then has oversight? I mean, you say we don't, we we aren't controlled by the president. We're not controlled by Congress. Who does have a final say on whether or not you are doing something illegal? I I don't know the answer to the question. I'm just curious as to who has the final oversight because I thought it was Congress, but he said it's not. Congress doesn't get to tell him who they can and cannot investigate. I get it that he works for the American people. Yeah. But as I'm an American people, can I tell him up and say, hey, knock this crap off? No. I mean, you can you can tell him. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, the chances of him even getting that email or vo- phone message are zero and next mm-hmm. to zero. Uh, well, technically, yeah, he is the uh, attorney general, so he has oversight of the Department of Justice. And as a cabinet member, the president has oversight of him. And as a... Uh, Democratic society, the people have oversight of the president. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 Verizon Wireless. If you want to weigh in, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Still on the way for you this morning, I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about real estate, um, both renting real estate and buying real estate. I know a lot of people, Idaho, for the last couple of years has been one of the most expensive places in the entire nation to buy a home. The city of Boise just announced that they have a home and two condos that they're going to be putting up for sale. Now, they're both worth well over $300,000, but they're going to be putting them up for sale for $250,000 each. We'll give you the details on why they're going to do it, how you can be involved in it. And we're also going to talk about Boise City Council passing another renter protection. I'm just curious because every time we bring up um, rental rules, rental laws, we get a lot of people who own um, rental property, rental properties and say, you're all wet. This is more more convoluted and difficult. I'm just curious what you think about these new rules that will be going into effect in January of next year. It's more nuanced than a yes or no question. Yes. Um, so we'll get to that coming up here, 208-336-3700, pound 670 in your Verizon Wireless. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Email uh, in, writes, no name on this, says, Garland not only went after traditional Catholics, he also took agents off sex trafficking cases and had them sit in parking lots and write down license plate numbers of concerned parents at school board meetings. The man is evil and needs to be removed immediately. Now, were all those things his idea? I mean, were any of these things on before, like before he became the attorney general? Uh, that I don't know. How, however, you can say he is the head; he is the attorney general in charge. Um, so I, I just wonder, so if, if even if it was general, going on before he got there, yeah. he he still has the ability to say, "Hey, right. this is illegal. We shouldn't be I, doing this. So stop it." I just wonder how that, how it works. Like on your first day as attorney general, do they hand you a list of everything the FBI is doing? And then you go down and say, okay, stop this, stop this, stop this, stop this. <laughs> well, it, it shouldn't be that long of or a list, it, right? There should only be about two or three things. Or is it more complicated than that? No, I mean, there are FBI officers in every city no, I know. in this country. I was, I was being sarcastic. And, and there are, you know, dozens of them. And they do a lot of stuff. I mean, each department probably is investigating its own thing. Mark writes in, uh, Adolf Hitler would have hated ranked choice voting. Well, he didn't care for much of any kind of voting, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't, he, I don't, think, was, he liked, I don't see, think he liked votes at you all. S- you see, he was a dictator, and <laughs> they don't really go with the whims of, of the populace so much as they do what they darn well please. Uh, once again, that's an email talking about ranked choice voting and uh, open primaries, uh, which we talked once again with... Uh, Jim Jones yesterday, former Idaho Attorney General, Supreme Court Justice. If you missed the interview, and we also took calls uh, from listeners, you can uh, find that on our podcast. Go to KBOI.com um, and listen to the podcast if you want to hear that. Um, by the way, I want to remind you, a uh, programming note, that tomorrow morning we're going to hear the other side because y- you've got you know Republicans on one side that are for ranked choice and open primaries, but you have also Republicans on the other side who are vehemently against it. One of those people is uh, the current GOP chairwoman, 
Dorothy Moon. She's going to be with us uh, on the show tomorrow no. morning. Yes. She, yes, she is. Um, we'll talk with her at about 8.35. And once again, um, we'll talk with her, but we'll also give you a chance to ask her questions tomorrow morning if you would like. So be listening in beginning at 8.30. Um, Senator John Fetterman yesterday presided over the Senate. And, uh, he, Did he really? Yeah, he was wearing a short sleeve shirt, no tie, and gym shorts. This is after the controversial decision to stop enforcement of the chamber's dress code. This is mm-hmm. the first time that he has had a chance to um, hold the gavel. Hold the gavel um, dressed as he dresses. Reporters caught up with Fetterman after his session had ended, um, and he said, "The world didn't spin off its axis. You know, I just did it. I think we're still going to go on." Relaxing enforcement uh, of the dress code, uh, by the way, is more of a tradition, Tradition, by the way, than written policy. I mean, there's no rules like you must show up in yeah. a suit and tie if you're a man, pantsuit or a skirt if it's you're more of a, a social woman. Con- it's more of a social convention than a rule. Yeah. Um, so, but, I mean, it was kind of suspended uh, by Chuck Schumer earlier this week, and this is the first time that, uh, you know, you, you can look and see, you know, a uh, hoodie t-shirt and gym shorts right. showing up uh, th- th- in a post to x formerly known as twitter from his senate account fennerman's uh, also posted yesterday if those jagoffs in the house stop trying to shut down our government and fully support ukraine i will save democracy by wearing a suit on the senate floor next week well that's all they have to do that's all they have to do and he said he'll dress up back in a suit Cool. I'm, I'm assuming he's talking to senators in the House when he says Jagoff. You know, he has to go to the big and tall store. I know. He's 6'9", 270. I know. So, uh, I, Will you I'm, vote for me? Yes, I know whatever I'm, you say. I know I'm assuming, which you probably shouldn't do, but I, I think I'm right in assuming that. Okay. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon didn't, wireless. Didn't mean judge, advocate, general. Exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> we will uh, get to some of your phone calls and emails, and we're going to talk uh, real estate when we come back after news. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get in and take part in the show, you're more than encouraged. You can email Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com, and you just heard it. We're into the final 54 minutes to text in GNR. That's all you have to do. Those three initials, just spell it correctly, GNR to 208-336-3700. The end of this hour, uh, we will choose one person who, from all the texts we have received today, and one lucky person is going to get a pair of those tickets once again coming up for the uh, concert that is one month from tomorrow, October 22nd, at the Ford Idaho Center. I, c- I couldn't be more excited if it were 34 years ago. <laughs> I, I When's the last time? Do you, do you remember the last time they were in Boise? I know they've I, been to Boise I don't before. Know. It seems like it was about 2002, to tell you the truth. So it has, it has been a while. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of surprising to me, uh, more than surprising maybe, um, kind of shocking that it, it has been this popular. We have had so many people. Uh, once again this morning, trying to uh, get through to get these tickets. So um, this is the final uh, about 55 minutes, well, if you got, want to get through, though, to get those tickets right sweet, now. Sweet child of mine, welcome to the jungle, Paradise City, November Rain, and then whatever else they did. Patience. Don't forget Patience. Patience. Another big hit. I'd already forgotten Patience. Yeah. 
November. I'd be a terrible doctor. November Rain, by the way. Uh, that's the bathroom song for us radio, former radio uh, yeah. DJs. Yeah, what is it, like nine minutes long or something? Eight minutes and 48 seconds long. Okay, good. The, the long version. Now, they, the radio version's only about five... 15 something like that um but if you had to go to the bathroom back in the day when you didn't have computers um you needed kind of a longer song so you would grab guns and roses album version because that gave you you know basically three extra minutes to get your job done that probably requires more explanation because somebody's out there going i don't need computers to go to the bathroom now (laughs) that's not what he meant that's not what i meant no um, wanted to talk a little bit about real estate the, this morning, not in general, but uh, specifically. This is uh, kind of a cool thing that is uh, going on uh, right now. A few lucky home buyers will have a chance to buy a house um, and three condos from the city of Boise for well, well, well below market prices. Well, well, well. Each property priced uh, for over $300,000, but they will now be put up for sale by the city of Boise, only $250,000 each. That's it. This is, and this isn't one of those deals where a real estate agent puts on a super low price hoping for a bidding war. WTC, what's the catch? Uh, no catch. Well, there is kind of a catch. Ah. Household income has to be below 80% of the area median income. So this is strictly for... People who can't qualify for if this house was, you know, basically appraised at its real value of three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand dollars. So for a two-person household uh, here in Ada County in 2023, 80% of the median income in Boise is $57,050 so, per year. So this would be like if you were going to go buy a car and the car was $30,000 and you said, well, I don't have that much money. And they said, okay, fifteen. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like that. I kind of wish they did that. However, as you said, like like the catch is, you can't make any more than $57,050 per year if okay. you'd like to buy one of these homes. Now, if you want to make an offer for those interested uh, on one of the, there's one house and the three condos, few key requirements. First, you need to include get uh, lender pre-approval or commitment letters for all the financing and primary loan applications with your offer. The lender will need to verify your income, assets, debt, and any other property details. Uh, the goal is to make sure that potential buyers are not overly burdened by the housing cost and can manage uh, their debts if they do purchase it. And uh, the, the you have to have a realtor that will make the official offer. You can submit your offers through the real estate agent, accepting offers um, now until 11.59 p.m. Friday, September 29th. So you have until next Friday night at 11.59 to get your offer in, and you are expected to close on your home by November 30th. All right. So the way this works, and this is why I specifically said, because a lot of time real estate agents, you know, instead of listing a high price for a house, they'll list a low price and hope they get 30 people that are bidding on it and say, all right, we're looking for best and but that's not the final case offers. Here. No. Um, the offer is $250,000. Did, did we ever figure out why the government owns these houses to begin with? It doesn't say. Yeah, I kind of had the same question too. And were they seized from someone because Could they were operating be. like a meth lab yeah. or something? Yeah, well, I don't think I, 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 I don't need think to that. know this stuff. I mean, the, the houses, by the way, are in really good shape, and they are fairly new. For instance, the the home for sale um, was built in 1994. Um, the condos, I think, were all built um, within the last 15 years. So, uh, by the way, the first in, if they and get there more, hasn't been a single problem since the exorcism. If they get uh, more than one offer, 
um, it's it doesn't go to the first person. They will take all the offers in, and there will be a random drawing selected from all the offers that come in. So that's why I said there is no bidding war here. The the max you can bid is. Uh, right. Put in on the price is two fifty, and then they'll ensure a fair and impartial selection process. My guess is they're going to get a lot more than three or four people that are going to be trying to get this. That that's my guess. But once again, there's the information uh, from well, if I you mean, want to check out the city a, website, you can get more details. It'll be a certain number. There's a, still a certain number of people who, if they can't afford a three hundred thousand dollar house, can't afford a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's that also that possibility. Uh, Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. Sounds like a sweet deal for somebody that has the the money to be able to do that. They need the place. Um, I'm calling really back to going back that a little bit back to Mayor Garland and his uh, grilling, or so you'd call it, yesterday. Yeah, I I think it's fair to say he got grilled. <laughs> it wasn't just, well, you know. The, the trouble is, you know, they, they have the out, and they all use it. Christopher Christopher Ray does the same thing and says, you know, we can't comment on an ongoing open investigation. So you get no answer from them. You get a nice circular motion circle jerk, but nothing happens. Uh, and, and you get no answer out of it. And so that's why those guys get so frustrated, and it sounds like they're grilling them. When they just want some answers, I knew, when, I knew when we allowed Jag in there, this would would start to happen. <laughs> um, but all in, in all fairness, and thanks for the call, Paul. In all fairness, though, um, and like I said this morning, because I, I've listened to, to quite a few of these uh, hearings, there are times when they actually want answers to questions, but there are also times when uh, the person, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, is not really looking for answers. They want to get on the record how they feel and are more interested instead of getting answers to get their particular take on a certain thing. Um, you know, and you you saw some of that yesterday. You, you saw some of the same stuff. So, you know, you got uh, obvious uh, questions that they really wanted answers to, and then there were people that just wanted to get, you know, their take on the record. Rich and Boise, you wanted to weigh in on the uh, Merrick Garland hearing yesterday? Uh, yes. Oh, oh, by the way, the reason why Hitler wouldn't have liked ranked choice voting is because he got elected by a minority of the that, vote. That is true, yes. Uh, well, Merrick Garland... Uh, he kept. They kept asking him about the Hunter Biden investigation, and he kept saying he doesn't know because he's not in contact with the prosecutor. And then they just kept going on. Well, why don't you know this and why don't you know that? Now, if he would have answered a question, then they would have said, "Ha! Huh, so you've been in contact with the prosecutor." Yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, you know, and he kept telling them it's a Trump appointed prosecutor. He was left on to prosecute this case, and I don't know anything about it. Oh, and and Casper, he he admitted that Congress had oversight. He just said in the statement that you read from him, he just said he wasn't Congress's prosecutor, and he wasn't the president's defense lawyer. Uh, you know, so he didn't have to. He, the Congress can't tell him who to prosecute. Yeah, they have oversight, but, but they, they don't give him direct orders. Yeah, that that's correct, but. Uh, I just they just kept asking him that the question about the hunter. You know, they were asking, "Well, is the is this uh, is this Weiss? Is he incompetent? Why is this taking five years?" And he just kept saying, "Well, Trump picked him, 
And we just kept him on, so we wanted to look fair. And that was never a good enough answer for him. Yeah, and I I, I have to double-check again, but I, I think that is also disproven that Trump picked him. Trump kept him on. He was already in there, and Trump uh, basically was forced to keep him on. It wasn't Trump's pick. He's, Trump has said, if I had my choice, I never would have picked him. I just agreed to keep him on. Um, there was some agreement uh, going on between uh, well, Congress and, and, and him, and that's why he agreed to keep him on. Well, Trump could have fired him. The president could fire well, him. That's, that's what he said. General. He said he couldn't fire them because of an agreement he made. Um, and, and I can't remember. That's why I said I would have to relook this yeah. up again because yeah. it, it wasn't yeah. a Trump pick. He said he would have uh, fired him, but he couldn't because of an agreement that he that he made to keep him on. So, so he made an agreement to keep yeah. him on. Yeah. So okay. I mean, it, it wasn't as that's... easy as if he didn't like him, he could fire him. Um, it's he made an agreement to keep him on, and he didn't pick him either. So yeah, somebody had called no backsies. Thanks for the call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. When we come back, uh, a little more real estate. And I'm curious to hear from uh, people who are landlords uh, on this because uh, Boise City Council has passed uh, another rental rental protection law that will take effect on January 1st of 2024, uh, bringing a total of four new laws. I'm just curious. These seem like no-brainers to me, um, but I'm just curious. As a landlord, um, is there something I'm missing uh, on this. We'll talk a little bit about this when we come back and get your input uh, on the way next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Boise City Council members passed the fourth renter protection in the last two months on September 12th. The latest protection prevents landlords from discriminating against how a tenant pays rent. City Housing Advisor Nikki Hellenkamp told KTVB landlords can still pick and choose who they rent to. However, landlords will need to accept any legal form of payment when it comes to money, which includes child support, vouchers, and other kinds of subsidies. The Boise City Council passed three other protections in late August. Landlords will no longer be able to retaliate against renters if they need something fixed. Landlords will also be required to give security deposits back if they're tearing down the building. And they must also give renters a city document outlining their rights and responsibilities. All of these protections go into effect on January 1st. In my personal opinion, all these things make sense. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not familiar. What is a child support voucher? My guess is... Uh and and I don't know specifically either that you have child support in a bank account, mm. so you get the voucher. And that's what I'm guessing. Somebody somebody listening this morning might know. Maybe you have child turn, support vouchers. What turn, what exactly turn, is it? Turn this into the child support bank for your money. But it, I mean, it, basically, if they're saying that you can use that as your payment, it's mm-hmm. it's actual pay. Yeah, it's actual appara- cash. Apparently. Yeah. I just have never heard of those before. My question is, and that's why I wanted to hear from landlords this morning. I'm not a landlord, so I'm not familiar with maybe some of the laws or ways that people are trying to get around. But all these new laws that go into effect seem like they make nothing but total sense. And they go into effect January of 2024. My question is this, is there something I'm missing here? I I mean, it sounds like you, you shouldn't even have to have laws that say this because these are just natural, normal things that already should be happening, right? 
like the the other laws that were passed not being able to retaliate against renters if they need something fixed really i mean if somebody has a toilet that's not working doesn't that just seem natural that you shouldn't be able to retaliate because they told you their toilet's not working? Wouldn't you as a landlord no. want to know if something's not working? Unless you were retaliating because they're the ones who broke it. But that should there's, there should be something in your agreement about that anyway, right? You would think. I've never rented a, a, even so much as a room to anybody, so I don't know. Landlords will also be required to give security deposits back if they are tearing down the building. That seems like a gimme. That seems like a natural you should if I'm tearing your building down when you move I out. can't say, Oh, by the way, we're tearing your building down. You're not gonna have any place to live and I'm gonna keep your security deposit. deposit. Yeah, because we're tearing the building. But I maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe people were tearing down buildings and saying, You don't get your security deposit back because you didn't clean your room. These are the sorts of questions that generally when we ask them, we start getting calls from people who do own rental property. And they say, okay, here's where this becomes a problem. And it's always something we haven't thought of. Right. And that's why I wanted to open this up. Because everything that I'm hearing there in these new laws make nothing but sense to me. But I'm not a renter and I'm not a landlord. Okay. Tom in Boise, you're a landlord, correct? Yes, I am. What am I missing here? Are, 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 these, are you in agreement I, that these things just seem to be common sense? This is the first I've heard of it. I've been out of town all summer over at the Oregon coast, but um, I'm a landlord here in Boise. Uh, I, I purposely moved a rental from Oregon to Boise for the simple reason that Oregon had such stupid rules about what you could do with landlord rent control, having to pay for their first month's rent if they moved out. Every one of the things you just mentioned is, makes complete sense if you're an ethical landlord. <laughs> the issue becomes uh-huh. if you're not. And if you treat your people that are renting your property correctly, there's nothing that you just described that doesn't make complete sense. So this is, and I think it gets it gets down to how it gets down to how good of a landlord in, you in, are. In in and, your in your opinion, I mean, as long as you've been doing this, in your opinion, what percentage of landlords are unethical? I have been around some people who I would call slumlords in my experience, and particularly in financial services mm-hmm. here here in and, Idaho, or and, is this uh, other places? Uh, not in Idaho, but in okay. Oregon, and uh, seeing them honestly treat people pretty unreasonably. They would buy um, very, uh, very rundown properties and do them, fix them up a little bit. Uh, I, I couldn't even go on this show and, and explain in ten minutes what they would do to get people yeah. in and out by selling them. And but here, if you're ethical and if you're really concerned about your property, if you have good renters, everything you said, I wouldn't object one bit. I, I, I treat my my renters so well. Under the market, we are, have good communications. The payment. Wait, 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 wait. What, what? What? Did you just say you charge renters under market for their rent? A lot of people who rent will charge every nickel they can for a rental. But there's some value to a landlord to have a property where people stay in it 10 years yeah. and simply take care of it and pay. And if you treat them well, I'm 300 under the market and I keep it that way. Mm, 300. And I only the raise how do, how do, how, how do I find you? Is there some place where if I want to rent a place from you right now? That, Cause I, you I think I could, that. I could go and rent from you and then rent to somebody else and, and make $300 extra a month. 
No, Just, it says on the rental that there's no subleasing or no rewrite. Damn it! I, I knew there was going to be a hitch. <laughs> hey, Tom, thank you for the call. But no, it's, it, it's ethics, and it's it, everything you said, and I hope that they do it. Bye. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you're a landlord, one away in. Here's your chance to do it. We'll take a break for news coming up here next. If you're on the line, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you when we come back. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. No matter how hardcore rock and roll you are, you have to have one power ballot. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, I have to admit, that one power ballad, uh, pretty good song. For, for Poison, it was Every Rose mm-hmm. Has Its Thorn. And uh, here you have Guns N' Roses' November Rain, which was, uh, by the way, a huge, huge hit. One of the songs you will be able to hear coming up on uh, October 22nd at the Ford Idaho Center. If you're lucky enough to uh, win your tickets, you can still buy tickets if you'd like. But we are giving away tickets. Um, Thank you to everybody uh, all morning long who has been uh, texting in to win because that's how you do it. You have 25 more minutes to text GNR, just those three letters, to 208-336-3700. We'll pick one person out of everybody who has texted so far this morning uh, to get those tickets. So once again, your final chance, 25 minutes right now. Um, talking once again uh, about new rental laws uh, here in Boise that go into effect January of next year. Bob in Nampa, listening on 670 AM, thanks for being patient this morning. Uh, you are a landlord, correct? I am, yes. And you, you've you actually called into the show when we've had landlord questions, haven't you? Oh, I have. It, uh, I manage property for, well, a number of people, a lot of them out of state, some of them local. And, uh, of course, when one of these issues comes up, uh, my phone starts ringing. What effect is this going to have on me? And, uh, you know, I will largely agree with the gentleman you had on here just a little bit ago as far as a landlord would be foolish not to treat a good tenant well. But, uh, you know, the ultimate effect of this is, and, and the ultimate goal here is to, to get rent control in place. You know, this is just one more step that they're taking. So you think, and, uh, just a second, you, you think these new laws that take effect January 1st are a step towards getting rent control, even though none of the oh, laws yeah. have anything I mean, to do with rent control? Well, they don't right now, but I remember here a few months ago where the city of Boise I believe they passed an ordinance that a landlord could only charge a certain amount for a um, application fee. Yeah, right, and, right. Know, it's just they just keep taking one more step, and uh, you know this all sounds great and wonderful, but I tell you, you want to be paying California rents, keep bringing this stuff in. You, uh, the owners are going to have no choice. Uh, you you restrict our ability to do business, restrict our ability to choose the people that we want to rent to and what have you and, and all the various other things that come with it, ends with it. I have a good friend that owns a big uh, apartment house down in Oakland, California. And the things that they have to put up with, if somebody doesn't pay their rent down there, they can tie him up for two years easily. And then once they, he does get the judgment, if they still left all, virtually anything there, he has to put it into bondage storage pay six months um, 
rent on the storage unit, and they can show up the next day and uh, say, give me my stuff, and they have to give it to them. I mean, it's just it, – it, and that's basically what they're working towards here. You know, I mean, it's it's going to do nothing but up the rents. Again, you want to see rents go up 50 or 100% from where they're at? It can happen. And, uh, you know, it just it, this is a great sound bite for the mayor and what have you that she's doing something – protect yeah to protect renters but you know a, a decent landlord is not going to mistreat a, a tenant and the tenants that uh, well let's say let's let's have a little landlord rights uh, I've got well over two hundred thousand dollars in collection on bad rental debt over the last wow. five years I suppose and we will see ver- if we see two percent of that we'll be lucky you know, I mean, it's just pe- people can walk away. They can destroy a place, walk away, and what do you do? You know, they move to Florida. You have no recourse. Yeah. And, what, uh, you, you know, know since since we have you since we have you on the phone, and I, and I know you brought it up, and I know that doesn't tie into what's going on with the Boise City Council uh, right now. And, and once again, you, along with the, our previous caller, are are correct. There's. Uh, probably a small minority of landlords out there that give uh, the vast majority that are good landlords and look for good people uh, a bad name. What, what do you think? And part of the reason um, that I bring this up, and I get the part where it doesn't seem fair to cap uh, a limit on how much you charge for background checks or applications because you have to do a credit check and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I get that. But what, what do you say about those people that they have found that, basically end up trying to make money just off application fees. Like they may have only one place or they don't even have one place open for rent, but they'll say they do mm-hmm. just so they can get a hundred people to pay the application fees at say 75 or a hundred dollars. And they get to make that as, as clear profit. Is there, do you think there should be some protection against something like that? If somebody's committing fraud, you know, it's no different than fraud in any other case. Uh, yeah, they, they should be prosecuted. I don't disagree with that a bit. I don't do that. You know, I accept applications one at a time, and then I either qualify them or not and uh, move on. And, uh, you know, this this affordable housing is a great catchphrase. But uh, are we going to have affordable pizza, affordable uh Commercials on radio, affordable cars. You know, I mean, let's not get crazy about the affordable ads on the radio, but affordable pizza, I can buy into that. Yeah, but uh, you know, why? Why is rent? Rent is a commodity. It's no different than a sack of potatoes at Albertsons. It's yeah. worth what no, the you're market right. says it's worth. You know, it's just that simple. That's what it's worth. It's what the market bears, right? To, yeah, but when you artificially affect that. You know, it's is is that fair to the people that go out and and most of my owners, I've only got a couple that I would say would probably be considered wealthy. The most, but the majority of them are couples or whatever that have one, two, maybe occasionally three units. You know, but they're they're not millionaires. Most yeah. of them, they're they're and, they're uh, paper wealthy, right? It's like okay, yeah. they they have the value this much value of all their property, but the only way they can realize that value is if they sold all their property. True. Yeah. And you know, and sadly, people think that. Well, I won't say all, but many people think that they should have all the rights as an owner, as a renter, and you don't own it. I went through a thing here a couple of years ago that you wound up on your radio station where we 
an owner bought a triplex and the, he was going to sell it, and the new people wanted it empty. You know, I mean, that's just that was their choice. They they were going to buy it, and we went through a whole rigmarole. It took us about what three four months and uh, legal fees and what have you to get these people removed. And uh, you know, it, the bottom line was they didn't own the property, but they yeah. seemed to think that they they had the right that. If you want to control your life, buy a piece of property and assume all the risks that go with that. Thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, Randy in Meridian, you're a landlord also? Uh, I'm a previous uh, landlord. Actually, my wife and I still own the property. And uh, we have an amazing couple that moved in, wanted to move in for six months. We had a lot of trouble with it previously, and they've been there for seven years. And that is the uh, recipe for success. But the last two callers are 100% spot on. There's so much you have to deal with. And, I, again, I used to uh, manage about, I want to say, 15 rental properties. My wife had 80 for a while here. She's down to about six or eight now, which is good for her blood pressure. <laughs> but there's so much that they, they'll put you through. And the more regulations that get put into place. Now, if you're a bad uh, property manager. Well, hopefully that'll come out in the wash, and it's you know that's that's not kosher at all. That's terrible. But uh, you know, like I say, our our tenants are amazing people. They didn't plan on moving in very long, and they've right. been there for and seven there years. For they, so these yeah. uh, new new laws that take effect in January, you have no problem with those, right? It doesn't sound like it's common sense. You no, know, there's so much in place right now. And we put up with so much in the past that, uh, well, you don't, as a landlord, there's nothing you can do about it. I've cleaned up places. This gal, boy, out in Caldwell, she, uh, she knew all the rules. So she bent them and bent them until she left, left us hanging, well, our client, hanging high on however many, to two months rent, I believe, and a house full of junk everywhere that we had to clean out you know and anything that was broken no uh, obviously they weren't going to fix it the uh, owner had to pay for it and then there's other uh, my wife has some folks now that they complain about everything well this is broken that's broken and you call a plumber or an hvac guy to go out or electrician well (laughs) it wasn't really broken they did something to break it now your hundred to hundred and fifty dollar uh, service trip is charged to the owner, which eh, that's not very kosher yeah. either. Is it? So basically, what you're saying is what one of our earlier callers said this morning um, runs the same way. You have bad, bad landlords. You also have bad renters. If you can Correct. There's get rid of both of those. Every, yeah. yeah. You, all right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you sharing this morning, Randy. Why do bad people always have to mess up things? It's could, like they do it on fi- purpose. Yeah, if we could figure that out, it'd save us all a lot of time, wouldn't it? 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Final segment on the way. We will take a break also. Final few minutes to text GNR. If you want those Guns N' Roses tickets, they will be here. October 22nd, uh, you have until 10 o'clock to text in to be in on that grand prize drawing. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Oh, yeah, Guns N' Roses. Uh, final few minutes, uh, by the way. Text GNR to 08-336-3700. Um, you only have to do it once, so if you've already texted, you are fine. You don't have to do it. It uh, doesn't increase your chances of winning one person at random. We'll be chosen from all of our uh, texts this morning, and we'll get that free pair of tickets. I really, really underestimated the uh, popularity of Guns N' Roses here um, with our KBY listeners this morning. I've, I've got to tell you. I had a friend who used to change the lyrics to Paradise City every time, but uh, now that I say that, I realize I, I, I can't elaborate, so I probably should have brought it up. <laughs> well, thanks for not bringing that up then. Uh, a couple of text message uh, messages in. Uh, the text message uh, that you guys got criticizing you for talking about people who were identifying as dogs yesterday morning is the reason we are in the shape we are in now in this country. We have not addressed things that don't impact us for so long. People now tell us that humans are dogs, dogs are cats, and men can be pregnant. Men can play women's sports. It's time everybody starts speaking up and stops celebrating mental illnesses. I would still like to know, though, the people who identify as dogs, what team can they be on? Can you play, say, volleyball if you identify as a dog? It depends on how good you are at hitting a volleyball or, with a with your nose. Or is it limited to like you know frisbee and and you know fetch? Yeah. Uh, another. We'll, well, how long before we have a varsity fetch? This is an, another interesting another text. Uh, same subject that uh, we got after the show yesterday. Um, once again, in case you forgot to didn't hear this yesterday, we were talking about uh, about a thousand people who identify as dogs. They're humans. Yeah, real people, and, and, and they and they point out they're not furries because furries completely different. Furries like to dress up as dogs, but they dress up as dogs because they identify as dogs. Yes, um, in our central Idaho town, we have kids who identify as furries. They come to school dressed as and acting like they are an animal. After uh, the school said this was okay, I ended up sending my son to go back to school in Georgia to live in a place that doesn't have any of these really weird stuff that we seem to have here in Idaho. In southwest Georgia, it's extremely rare to find people who identify as something that they're not. I don't know why it has become so common in Idaho. I I don't think this is common. I know we've talked about it over the last year and that there are people, you know, we've heard from people in school districts that say, no, they're they're showing up. You know, in some of the school districts as furries, you have some mm-hmm. of the adults, you know, that this is a cosplay thing. That's the difference between furries, um, you know, and, and those people the and humans who are identifying right. as, as dogs. Um, I, I have a funny feeling that in a lot of instances, it's gotten a lot of press. And I think that a lot of people are going, oh, look, uh, the publicity. I, I can be a furry and, uh, you know, I can get some publicity out of this. It's still not, I still don't think you go into, like, right now, if you were to walk into Centennial High School, my guess is there would not be one single furry in the school. I don't know that for a fact, because I don't have kids who are in Centennial School anymore, or I used to, but I would hazard a guess that if you walked into Centennial High School today, or Rocky Mountain High School, or Valley View High School, eh, there would not be one single furry. I, I think a lot of this had to do with the publicity that was surrounding it and kids thought hey i can get some publicity if i dress up as a squirrel now if they dress up as a horse does it require two of them i would say nay on that one okay beat you to it i, I beat you to I it i set Chris. you up for that you just you, 
All you did was hit the soft part. I mean, you hit it out, but that's still, it was, you know. Uh, still no agreement, by the way, uh, as we come to our close. Uh, nine days away um, from seeing a government shutdown if there's not a continuing resolution that is agreed to or um, basically if Democrats and Republicans can't get together on budget cuts because Republicans are saying we've got to cut our budget deficit and we're not going to agree and we'll shut down the government if we can't get agreement from cutting back certain things that are getting charged. Um, text message in uh, says one way to cut spending would be to stop giving our tax dollars to Ukraine and other foreign countries. We have too many issues on our own soil to be just giving away millions. And that's what a lot of people believe. Some of the Republicans believe mm-hmm. we are giving too much money. Um, this one, Dan and New Meadows wrote in, not a lot of mention of the $6 billion that were just given to Iran. Uh, Dan, we didn't give $6 billion to Iran. That was Iran's money. It was, yeah. We just released it. So and, that, that doesn't go under this headline. And foreign aid, I think, is about 1% of our budget anyway. Yeah. That's it for today. Uh, coming up tomorrow morning, it's Open Phones Friday. And Dorothy Moon, chairwoman of the Idaho GOP, will be with us tomorrow talking about ranked choice voting.